You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live on a Thursday as we're coming to you from the Grand Forks studios. Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross, priests of the Diocese of Fargo, joining you today. We have one hour already in the can, and we have some great conversations coming up for the second hour. And our next guests happen to be right here in studio, so without... uh, um, Uh, beating around the bush anymore. Let's uh, turn things right over to them. We're looking ahead at Catholic Schools Week, which is going to be starting a week from this weekend. And um, we uh, wanted to hear from some of our local administrators uh, about um, the role that they are playing in providing Catholic education locally. So we have with us from St. Michael's School, Sarah Dudley. Welcome to the the program. Thank you, Father. And we also have Katie Mayer from Holy Family St. Mary's School. Thanks for having us on. Now, St. Mary's had a parish school, which uh, sadly, they, my predecessors made the desire to close, um, or at least uh, made the difficult decision to close in 2005, but they wanted to retain the legacy of Catholic education with the name. And so an agreement was made between the two pastors for a merger of the names of Holy Family St. Mary's School. And then St. Michael's is um, uh, rooted out of the parish there, um, just uh, three quarters of a mile from where we are here on the other side of Demers, um, in uh, the near north neighborhood, I guess is what they call it up there. This is the historic south side district of Grand Forks, and (laughs) that's the near north neighborhood. But um, Sarah, if we could begin with you, give us a little bit about your your background, um, you know, how you how you got involved in Catholic education and, and how long that's been. Sure, I'm happy to share that. Um, So this is my eighth year as the administrator principal at St. Michael's. Um, It's a really beautiful calling that I never imagined myself um, being a part of, but you know, it's God's plan and he's placed me there. Um, I came to St. Michael's as a first grade teacher. We lived um, in Philadelphia and I, we were moving back to Grand Forks where I'm originally from and uh, a friend said, well, I know that St. Michael's is hiring. And so I um, applied there and um, I'm actually a convert to the Catholic faith and it was during the time as a first grade teacher that I really felt the calling to the faith. And um, so I was happy to be a teacher and then uh, I was asked to become the administrator. So Did, did you start, so did you become Catholic? After that first grade, or were you Catholic already when you came in to teach? No, I I became Catholic while I was teaching first grade at St. Michael's. So, and actually, it was really during the Lenten season when I would attend the Stations of the Cross that just really moved me to um, to explore that and um, and you know work through that faith. And because of that, my my husband he actually uh, became Catholic too um, two years ago. So yeah, it's been a really beautiful experience to be a part of that community. I don't know, Father Gross. It sounds like a a future program to have Sarah and her husband on, (laughs) where we can explore this awesome story she's telling us about. Yeah, yeah, we're really getting our appetite (laughs) whetted here by uh, by these by these items. Uh, So, Katie, how about you? Uh, This is my sixth year as the principal over at Holy Family St. Mary's School. And I have been involved in, uh, I I would say my Catholic education experience started when I taught uh, religious education at St. Michael's as a young adult. And that was a wonderful experience. I worked with preschoolers. But as far as in the elementary school, six years ago I started. And prior to that, I was a kindergarten teacher and a tech partner for the Grand Forks Public Schools. 
And I think, I mean, God has a plan. And I always said, I don't know how I ended up here. I never wanted to be a principal. Uh, my father always told me I would go back and be a principal one day. And I thought, you know what? You're crazy. I don't want to go back to school. And I can't see myself doing that. And after he passed away, I said to my husband, I said, I think I'm going to go back to school. And he said, for what? And I said, I have no idea. And I ended up in a leadership department where I met Sarah in yep. classes. And then six weeks after I graduated, was given a contract for the job at Holy Family St. Mary's School. So God definitely has a plan for all of us. And I think my father might have had something to do with that, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. almost like the two of you are contemporaries. You have yes. a lot in common mm -hmm. with the uh, time frame that you've been yep. serving yeah. as uh, uh, principals in your um, respective schools. Yep. Now, one thing that I was thinking of, and this always really strikes me in the Catholic school, elementary school environment, just the... Um, the, the, the caring and the compassion that so many people are giving, you know, to the little ones when, uh, you know, a kindergartner has a meltdown because they were told they were going to hold a door open and they're not holding the door open, you know, various <laughs> yeah, things yeah. like that. And maybe I'm misremembering it, but in my, you know, own public school, you know, I think there was a lot more of a sternness. I mean, our teachers, they, they, they cared about us, they cared for us and stuff, but I, I, I get the impression that they just had to really you know, um, toe the line in order to wrangle all of these, you know, kids and stuff like that. But, but, but there are those great signs of compassion that I see, you know, in, in a Catholic school. So do either of you want to just kind of speak about your experiences of that climate, that atmosphere? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that because it, that's really the beauty of the Catholic school setting is, you know, we're called to be in relationship with Christ, but through that, we're called to be in relationship with the children and to treat them with love and dignity and respect. And um, that's, that's what draws parents to enroll their kids, too. They want their children to experience that love and that compassion and that relationship with other people who love their children. And so, um, you know, it's really such a big part of both of our schools is the relationship with the children. Being and able to... Our God put us here to love one another, yeah. and you can share that in a Catholic school. You can tell the children that you love them and how you want them to succeed. And just, it's, it's a great big family. So having that relationship is so important with all of our students, our staff, and our families. Could you touch just briefly, because you're the, on the administrator side of it. You know, as, as a priest, um, oftentimes I used to be you know, at UND and different things where people are discovering their vocation, a lot of called teaching and so forth, and a lot of faithful Catholics who are teachers now, they, it'll, it'll be like, oh, I'm called to teach in the Catholic system, but then they get there and they discover they can't do this, they'll go back to the public, or vice versa. Um, I've, I, I'd never want to be in the Catholic system, I want to go here, kind of like your stories, and then he, here you are. You know, so there's always this kind of d debate. Like, um, s supposedly, it's you're not treated well in the Catholic system, or something, or you're mm -hmm. treated better in the public system, or money-wise, this kind of a thing. For all of our listeners, can you help give us a little insight? Because you're administrators, you got to find these young talents to come in and convince them that it's worth sacrificing teaching in the Catholic system. What? Why? If I'm if I'm a college student right now about to graduate with teaching credentials, why why should I consider the, the Catholic school system to be a, a teacher there? You know, it's kind of like how we 
um, encourage our parishioners to enroll in St. Michael's. We want to start with people who have a calling, who have a mission, who believe in the mission of Catholic education. So whether they are graduates of Catholic education and they remember that fondly and that experience, or if they are parishioners, we kind of start there. Um, we reach out to different uh, the Newman Centers on campus and, and reach out to University of Mary. So we want to start looking for people who are um, uh, loving their faith, loving Jesus, and wanting to form young people in the faith. So we start there. When we talk about um, recruiting teachers, yes, you can talk about it in quantitative terms and financial terms, but there are non-financial benefits to being a Catholic educator at St. Michael's or Holy Family St. Mary's. Though that could be the support that you get from administration, that we're hands-on administrators. We want to support and love them. We want to help mentor them to be the most successful they can be. <coughs> There's also the community, being part of a community of at St. Michael's, the parish, the school, that um, it isn't just an eight-to-three job. It is we're loving them on the weekends when we see them at Mass. We're modeling for them. And that calling runs deep in a lot of educators that it is not just a job. It is a calling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Katie, that reminds me of something. We've had this conversation before about the fact that, um, you know, you are, are sensitive to how the students portray or think of your office. Because mm -hmm. I know with me, you know, if I went into the principal's office in an elementary, it was, okay, the only one thing's going to happen, I'm going to be read the riot act, you know, <laughs> for, for something like that. And, and you don't want like a sense of dread attached with that. Um, so, so can you tell us about, um, you know, your approach to that? Absolutely. I, we have an office. Teachers have a classroom. I want my office to be an inviting place for students and parents and staff to come. And so sometimes um, I, I had a little boy come in one day to talk about something and he started crying immediately. And I said, what is wrong? Well, I'm in the principal's office. I have to call my dad now. I'm in trouble. And I don't want students to have that fear immediately of, oh, the principal is scary. Yes, I want them to understand and listen to what we have to tell them. Mm -hmm. But I want it to be inviting and warm, a warm feeling, have that relationship built with us. So making an inviting environment throughout our whole school. It's very important. And one of the things we do at both of our schools is we talk about virtue every day, the good habits that we form. And when, if we have a disciplinary situation, we definitely use the virtues and talk about those to where it is not just, as you said, you know, you yeah. didn't get to be the door holder, to understand why we do things and how we share that. Right. Love. And so that fr from that virtue perspective, it's not just a matter of, you know, uh, hammering on, you know, don't do this, don't do that, but kind of looking at positives, envisioning how to behave, how to deal with one another, perhaps. How to show kindness and love for one another, as God would. I'd also mm -hmm. like to add that, you know, being a principal at our schools, we have a lot of opportunities to have positive moments before we have to have that harder moment with students. And so we've kind right. of filled that cup with them, that they know we love them, we know we want what's best, we're rooting for them, we're on their team. So that if there is a misstep behaviorally, they, they know they're okay. They're okay and they're safe with us to be able to talk about that hard moment. Yes, they mm -hmm. definitely feel safe. Exactly. Well, we are, for those who are just joining us, we are uh, joined by um, two of our Catholic elementary school principals in the Grand City, Sarah Dudley from uh, St. Michael's and Katie Mayer from Holy Family St. Mary's. And we will continue our conversation with them on the other side of this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. 
This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. How do you know when someone may be contemplating suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. This person will often exhibit certain warning signs, indicators such as their talk, like killing themselves or having no purpose in life, their behavior, like drug abuse, withdrawal from others, or abnormal sleep patterns, or their mood, like being depressed or having anxiety, can all be warning signs. So mental health professionals are now encouraging you to engage in dialogue with those who appear to be at risk. By talking openly about suicide, asking if they are okay, and listening to their feelings, you may save their life. To find out more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live on a Thursday. Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross joining you, priests from the Diocese of Fargo. And we have two of the uh, educators, administrators from our Catholic schools, St. Michael's and Holy Family St. Mary's here in Grand Forks with us. Just a reminder that uh, yourcatholicradiostation.com is the website to go to to check on any updates with regard to programming, to leave any prayer requests, or to join with our family here at Real Presence Radio in praying with those who have left prayer requests, and also to um, uh, download podcasts of the show if you are not able to catch it uh, live as it airs. So... And uh, a funny thing happened in uh, March of 2020, <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, a lot of people are very cynical about, yeah, the, the, the two weeks to flatten the curve became whatever else to slow the spread, and, you know, and um, th- there are a couple of different tracks in terms of what public schools were mandated and having to do and what private schools were able to do. So can you just, uh, you know, share with us uh, some examples of how um, you guys really you know, leaned into the challenges uh, in the midst of uh, the pandemic and and uh, how Catholic education really uh, served uh, the families and the community. Yeah, um, during that time, it was challenging for everyone. Uh, some of the things I felt that stuck out for our Catholic schools was we could 
we could make decisions for our own small community instead of having to be based on a larger system. We had personal connections with our families. We were able to give personal communication and give uh, families options that maybe larger schools couldn't and a little flexibility in whether they were online, in person, and have just those personal conversations for each family member and the connections that we had with one another as throughout the diocese, the principals were able to get together, support one another, and it wasn't just based on the larger as a, a whole. It was, we talked with one another, but based on what was going on in our own community. So there is a uh, president of Catholic schools for the Diocese of yes. Fargo, Mike Hagstrom, and his assistant, Mary Beth Trainer. I think they were um, pivotal in helping not only you, but all the different schools in the diocese kind of navigate this brave new world, right? It, we had meetings weekly, I think. Weekly. Zoom meetings weekly mm -hmm. to yep. help each other out, support one another. Mm -hmm. it, it, what Katie is saying is so true, this idea that we were able to, um, rather than react to the situation, we were able to be responsive, you know, to say, okay, this is what our community needs. This is what our, these, our students need this from us. Um, and we were able to work together really well with that. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. this individ individual family needs yep. something different. You, you know, what you're describing is the, the two, two basic principles of Catholic social justice, which is subsidiarity which mm -hmm. is in handling things yeah, on the most local level, local, you know, solidarity and subsidiarity. So it's like, cause if you have somebody way up above making decisions for you at the local level, oftentimes it just mm -hmm. can destroy things. So to, to be able to value what's happening in this situation. And again, I think that that really emphasizes the value of Catholic education, Catholic school systems, the Catholic, mm -hmm parochial experience that that uh, is going on what um so we have catholic uh school week coming up right mm -hmm. could you uh, br bring us on board what are some of the exciting things that are going to be taking place and why, why do we do such a thing and what's, <laughs> what's what's happening in the local area it's an exciting time to celebrate catholic schools throughout our nation uh, we start off with a kickoff mass uh, the sunday before catholic schools week every year and we're doing that at holy family at the 9 a.m mass our students will be um, doing with their families, re doing the readings and singing the songs, leading the Mass, and then helping with a uh, Knights of Columbus breakfast to kick it off. But it's a very special time with a lot of events. We do things together. As a school community, we're going to join St. Michael's for uh, Wacky Olympics, hopefully. And then we do an all-city Mass where we all come together at Sacred Heart. Right. What's going to happen is the, the venues rotate, but because uh, our neighbors in the Diocese of Crookston have a new bishop, he is going to come to Sacred Heart, and all of the Catholic school students are going to join him, uh, Bishop Cousins, in a Mass on Tuesday morning of Catholic Schools Week, and we're really looking forward to that. So does each each day of the week have a different theme? <coughs> or how, 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 as, as principal, do you decide these things, or is it handed to you? Or how, how do you craft this for your particular schools? So we... Um, Catholic Schools Week comes from the National Catholic Education Association, and they provide some themes for us, and you can choose whether or not you want to follow them. Usually they're based on um, things like celebrating our faith, celebrating vocations, celebrating family, celebrating our community. So we try to plan things that follow those themes. So um, we might have a day where we're celebrating vocations, and uh, Father will come in and talk a little bit about um, his story. We have reached out to uh, the community at large. Uh, we've asked, you know, someone from the sheriff's department to come talk about their job as on community day. 
And there's just a lot of longstanding traditions that for each school that are important to, to follow. So uh, we've always done pastries with parents. And so whether it was COVID times or not, we have them come in and they might take it to go this time uh, rather than come in. But some stay and eat the breakfast too. So there's just traditions we follow and those themes come from the teachers. They plan it along with um, the other staff members in the building. They get to choose if we dress up as, um, you know, sports people or superheroes. superheroes so the staff really dive into it mm -hmm. and the students get some say uh, too yeah. as to what they get lunch choice like they oh. plan the menu that week at our school but we have the theme days is it like hot dogs macaroni and cheese every day or pizza? chicken nuggets pizza. every day yep. <laughs> what, 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 what's generally what taco in a bag pizza <laughs> popcorn chicken breakfast, breakfast cinnamon yeah. rolls and omelets is the big one too yeah, yeah. Oh, breakfast so, for lunch yeah. there you go yeah. father i think we might know where we're gonna yeah. go eat this yeah there you go <laughs> we have a family lunch too where the parents can come in and eat and that is their option this year we're going to open it back up if they want we didn't have them last year but this year we will mm -hmm. it's an exciting time and we also do a service project during that time mm -hmm. and we're doing it as a grand cities catholic school com uh, committee so all three schools in the area are doing a pushing for pennies event we're all we're all gonna say bring in your spare change bring it in and we're gonna collect it together we've all chosen a charity that we will be uh, rooting for and then at the end of the week we're going to put all those funds together we're going to play one big large game of zoom through so we'll all be zooming in each classroom from all three schools sacred heart st michael's and a Holy bingo County. game or a yep. bingo yes. game we have mm -hmm. large bingo cards and then it, whatever if uh, so if a classroom in at st michael's wins that bingo game st michael's will get to choose where half of that money goes and what is your charity this year sarah so we'll be donating to st anne's um at turtle mountain Oh, wonderful. Uh, yes, and we are doing the Women's Pregnancy Center, and I don't remember what Sacred Heart had chose. Yeah, I can't remember either. Yeah. But so the winning school gets to choose where 50% of the funds go, and then the other 25% goes to one and the other. Well, I thought you were going to say the other 50% goes to your trip to Acapulco. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yes. We're, that's in the planning stages. So. Uh, we're okay so with it that. So it goes to all three charities, and it's an exciting time for the kids. We just have a few minutes left with you ladies here, but uh, you know, speaking of uh, far-flung places, as I visit it, as I visit with friends of mine, especially in urban areas, large cities and stuff, who have chosen Catholic education, and I tell them about the general kind of tuition, you know, the schools, especially when I first came, it was around, you know, between $2,600, $2,900 a year, you know, per student. And uh, I could see their jaws drop and hit the counter, you know, in terms of they're probably three to four times that, yeah. you know, and in, in terms of different parts of the, of the country. Nevertheless, it is an important commitment that is being made. So I would just like to invite each of you to um, think about, or at least to um, share with us, you know, how would you persuade someone to consider Catholic schools if they are balking at, you know, the idea concerned about uh, the tuition and, and the cost that goes into it? You know, we're so blessed because uh, both of our parishes are so generous and able to um, support the schools as a mission. But we, when I have parents and I give tours, I like to share that um, there's always tuition assistance and scholarship available. About 25% of our um, students at St. Michael's receive that. Um, it doesn't always cover the whole cost, but sometimes it does, or some of the cost. Also, we have payment plans, so it's not that that bulk of the money has to be paid right up front. We can pay it um, monthly, and so that's also something we, we share. Uh, it's It's... It's really an investment and sacrifice into the formation of their child and to be able to provide that beautiful formation for them. 
and be partners with them in it. Mm -hmm. And when offering them a tour, we um, like to say, just come in, come to our masses, come check out our school, spend an hour, spend a day if you need to, just come check it out and make the decision based on the values that you choose to give your child as a foundation instead of that price tag. Mm -hmm. Really just come see what we're about. I think it's also a matter of changing people's thinking kind of to get out of that zero sum, you know, uh, thinking that if I'm paying a certain amount of money that that money is lost to me Mm -hmm. and it's not able, you know, available for anything else that in, in the giving that there is an investment and an opening up to receive so much more in many other ways, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not just a matter of what you lose by what you pay, but what you're entering into what as you're well. Gaining, what your child's yeah. gaining. I love to connect um, prospective parents with uh, current parents to talk about that exact thing, especially if they were hesitant themselves before they enrolled, so they can tell their story of right. what a gift each of the schools have been to their family. I'm sure you have in mind various legacy families where there's the third, the fourth generation yeah. of, you know, Smiths or Joneses or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, at uh, your schools. There's the famous family over in East Grand. How many generations had they, did he tell us? Well, I, I, the Zavarol like family. Seven, seven generations? Something like that, but I think that yeah. there are, um, yeah, I think that there were over 20 grandchildren or something like that at currently in their K-12 yeah, uh, like program. Yeah, so... Right, right. So there is at least that connection to the the roots uh, of the place Mm -hmm. and not just, you know, working in in the present tense. So we just have a minute or two here. Um, Any last uh, thoughts or reflections that you'd want to share with us about uh, your places? Well, both of us have enrollment coming up for next year. So we'd love to give you a tour at our schools. Come check it out. Give us a call. Yep. We have an open house scheduled at St. Michael's on Catholic Schools Week kickoff, which is January 30th from 12 to 2. Uh, Both Katie and I love to talk about our schools and what's happening and share the stories of um, the impact of a Catholic education on children. So, Right. And and the the littlest wee ones is uh, uh, four and five-year-olds for Holy Family St. Mary's and for St. Michael's. Yep. We enroll preschool starting um, at three years old um, and then all the way up to fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And our preschool program starts at four years old up Mm -hmm. to fifth grade. So lots of services are being made available to the families in in the Grand Forks area and certainly in many other cities where you are, where you are listening throughout the Real Presence Radio area. So Sarah Dudley, Katie Mayer, thank you very much for joining us today and know that our prayers and our support go with you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And we have a Catholic Schools Week starting this, uh, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. And certainly in the days to come on Real Presence Live, we'll be talking more more about um, what various high schools, middle schools, elementary schools are doing to participate in that program as well. So after after this next break, we'll be visiting with one of our local shepherds from our metropolitan area. Uh, Bishop Quinn from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, talking about some of the great things that are happening in the next few weeks. So please stay with us for that. You're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 